0: or do you really know what you're talking
1: about we we were just saying before i press record um yeah this is going to be an odd one um this is an odd story uh, the time monster i've never seen it before it's one of those things ones that's passed me by and now i've watched it i'm very puzzled by it so i'm i'm, I'm looking to you Ian, to uh well, so help so me understand can, what yeah, the so heck so was wrong can, with it
2: we can make up. i mean it's it's interesting that this f- features uh, Kronos, the Chronovore, which is a time eater, because this story does eat your time. You're not getting it back, are
1: you? No, and I don't remember <laughs> the time. I, I was just saying, just before we press record, yeah. because of life getting in the way, this has been delayed by a yes. couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah.
2: it's going to work. Because you watched episode six
1: yesterday or today? No, today. Today, and, and I've forgotten yeah. it already. Wow. It. it time is messing me up when i'm watching this and i don't remember the first five i've got my notes but like i just said to you there i've spilt my drink on some of it um Brilliant. so um I,
2: I i think we all didn't we both fall asleep in episode three or four or
1: it was didn't episode you? three it's yeah it, it, it's very bizarre you and i have run parallel lives and it, so, yeah. it wasn't until we later <laughs> time, sir, <don't> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> we both nodded not at exactly yeah. the same time no. in different Wouldn't parts of the country yes we're like a if, gestalt, yeah, you and I. Yeah. Yeah, but if very weird. It,
2: well, it might be, actually, it might be that it's actually a, a really clever um, hypnotic suggestion experiment by the government. And on a certain word that John Pertwee says, all the audience fall asleep.
1: Yeah, we shut down. Yeah. Or okay. something. Huh. Well, that would be a plausible um, um, explanation other than what... I else mean, we've got, dull. which is yeah. it, it's it's incredibly dull, and <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I mean, no, this I is
2: because this is you have everything going for it. Shouldn't yep. it This is Peruvian unit at their height. Roger Delgado's master. Ingrid Pitt Yep. Uh, Atlantis. Minotaurs. I don't know what he was doing in Atlantis. The Minotaur that was Minoan, wasn't it? Yes.
1: It's a bit strange.
2: Um, yeah, this this should be amazing and exciting, and it it's it, not
1: it's, a, pop, it's yeah. a plot it's a total a Yeah, much
2: a plot yeah, yeah. It's, hard
1: to, it's hard to get through this one I always forget I,
2: I, I think every Doctor's got a story like this where you see it on the shelf and you never really pick it up and then one day you'll look at it and go is, was it as bad it's... no it can't be as bad as people say but you can't remember it so you watch it and it is as bad as people say but then and a couple of days later nothing you've got no. no recollection
1: of it Well, I'm so glad I wrote notes, because if I was just going off of... Even if they are vodka-soaked. Yes, even if, you know, I can't remember it. I mean, I've only got my notes to go by, because if you was to ask me the plot of it without me looking at my notes, I couldn't... um, I don't and think so, I'd be no, able to do it
2: To be fair, I don't. as they were directing it I don't think they could have told you what the plot was It's a bit all over the place Have
1: you seen behind the scenes anything about it? Do you know what what, what could I, be responsible for this? I don't
2: know Because it should be good Robert Sloman, you know He's he's a good writer, he's an old hand um, Like I say, every, everyone should be at the top of their game There's a few nice scenes in this There's a few nice performances But they're few and far between um, hmm. And the guest cast, other than I mean Ingr- Ingrid Pitt is Ingrid Pitt, but other than that, the guest cast are, are uniformly awful. I think the, the two scientific leads, uh, is it Ruth and Stewart or, or Stewart, it, no, it was some
1: it uh, was some some non scientist name. Yeah. I, I remember that, and it's
2: it's like watching an episode of On the Buses. It's so dated, isn't it? Their their hip uh, speak and and blatant sexism and oh, it's 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 terrible. Um, okay, should we break it down and see?
1: Let's break it down, all yeah, right. My
2: my note, my first note is stock volcanoes and terrible
1: music. It is stock volcanoes, yes. and let me just go through, go past my my, my soaking wet notes to my. Uh, typed out ones. The uh, the stock footage volcano at the beginning has been seen twice before in oh, really? uh, in, in Doctor Who. Was and it in?
2: Um, please tell me it was in the Underwater Menace because that was Atlantis as well, wasn't
1: it? No, it's in oh. Enemy of the World. Okay. And Inferno. Wow. So yeah. I'm presuming this must have been owned by the BBC. This little bit of footage. Either they rented it, and either that or they rented it and they never gave it back.
2: I remember when I was a kid at school, we had a, 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 a relief effort for someone's volcano that had gone off.
1: What someone's know, personal?
2: Yeah, for someone's personal in their background. No, we had to sell. We had to sell these little raffle tickets that were coloring books, and you had to color the volcano in, and you raised. You know, it was like fifty p a book, and you had to sell them, color them in, and sell them to your friends and family. And it was money f- to help volcano victims.
1: Oh, I don't remember that
2: at all. Yeah, it's weird. I, I wonder what volcano. I wonder what volcano
1: erupted in the mid seventies. I'm sure you can find it online. Yeah. All I right. So, one. No, it's not. I don't think so. So. Because yeah.
2: yeah, this is the Doctor's Pippin of a dream, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but why That's has he money. got long hair in this dream thing? The Doctor's got long hair, but when he wakes up, it's not that long. So I don't understand what's well, going I mean, on the, here. The,
2: obviously, the. Um, the real-life explanation is it's on film, so it was done at the beginning of filming. Oh, okay. This was done probably a week later when Pertwee had had a haircut. Um, but in a, I mean, suppose in a dream you can be anything you want.
1: Yeah? You know? I don't, Perhaps, I don't think that was Pertwee, the point.
2: Yeah. No, I don't think so. Perhaps Pertwee's doctor um, dreams of uh, having longer hair.
1: Hmm. As mm, things are erupting. Yeah. Yes. As, yeah. yeah.
2: Isn't a volcano a phallic uh,
1: dream? It is. Emblem? It yeah. is. It's a mind. Into, yeah. It's an insight into the mind of the Third Doctor. Then.
2: I like that the Doctor sleeps in his lab, though, on a mm. on a couch.
1: Yes. And yeah. and
2: Joe's there for some reason.
1: Yeah. What do you think of her brown and yellow outfit?
2: Uh, I don't mind it, in it. I think I think she looks pretty good in this one.
1: Yeah. Um, she seems a bit
2: a bit less annoying. I know. Joe is one of those weird companions where I both. I both like her and I find her annoying at
1: times. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but she's—I think she's she's one of the strengths of this. I think. I mean, she she almost carries the later, uh, Minoan stroke, um, Atlantis episodes. Mm. Um, but yeah, weirdly, because when again, I don't remember this. I've I've watched this a few times, and I didn't when I was watching it. I didn't remember any of this, and I was thinking so. Is the Doctor dreaming of volcanoes because of his inferno memories? Because we know from the mind of evil that that's his biggest fear, mm. it is, it is volcanoes. Or is the Master's time thing, is that affecting him? We don't really find out,
1: do we? Well, he tells Joe mm. that in his dream there was a crystal trident. Yeah. And just as he says that, we cut to the Master who's holding yeah.
2: it. Yeah, Not. it's not really a trident, is it? No. It doesn't look very me. It, look, it looks very dodgy. But yeah, this this is more the master's story than a doctor, certainly the first couple of episodes. And Roger Delgado is great, as usual. But uh, yeah, he's. I don't know where the master gets the time to implant himself in all these schemes.
1: Now, how long has he been in yeah. Cambridge doing this? Well, it, it
2: feels like he's been a long time, don't you? He? Because he's certainly Attie, or, or, you know, the, the two assistants are at ease with him and I won't say laughing and joking but they it doesn't feel like that's just happened no it feels like he's been a, do you think he would return to this time period again and again at the same time so while this is happening there's another master that's doing something else and um, then there's another master that's like another job and eventually the whole of 1970s Britain will be
1: the master
2: just kicking about
1: do you think okay. that was his ultimate I think so. It could be.
2: Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's at this university. Is it
1: Cambridge? It is Cambridge. It
2: it doesn't look like Cambridge to be fair. Um, (laughs) It 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 looks like the same, same building as uh, unit HQ to me. Um, But yeah, he's, he's there making a bit of a tom tit of himself, isn't he?
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. So this is the question, right? He's the professor. Mm in this. Yeah. It seems his disguise is some strange accent. Um, I can't remember the accent. Yeah. I've just written down what is his accent. What, why That's is he his doing disguise. yeah Because
2: he's, he's, prof, he's Professor Ferracules or something. So he's, I'm presuming this is meant to be his Greek accent.
1: Oh, he's meant to be Greek.
2: Yeah, I think so, judging by his name. But I don't know why he's doing that because none of these people know him. No. And it's not like he's disguised his face. I, I don't... He's, he's Britain's number one wanted criminal, but no one knows what he looks like.
0: Because
2: mm. um, at first I thought, oh, he must have, he's hypnotised all these people, but I don't think he has. I think he's hypnotised the dean, hasn't he, mm. to get the job. Um, but I don't think he's hypnotised Stuart, who he, is by far the most annoying character
1: in this. Oh, it's Stuart, isn't it? That's the yeah, name. Yeah, Stuart, yeah. 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 So th- t- together they built this thing called Tom Tick, which right. does
2: stand for something, but I didn't write it
1: down. Transmission of matter through interstitial time. Oh, there you go. Did you memorise that? that? No, I've written it, it down, me? and then I've put, that's what I said, Tom Tit goes the brig. Um, yeah. Because the Brigadier's good in this as well. Oh, yeah, the brig's good.
2: Um, so, to be fair, the unit regulars are all good in this. The brig's good. Benton gets some really nice scenes to do. My case is Mike Yates, but, you know, can't, <laughs> can't really... Uh, say anything and joe's pretty good i i do like her where she's like all that uh cretan jazz so yeah um but yeah this is the newton institute isn't it or something
1: something like that yeah Yeah. Um, but 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 i'm more interested in tom tit right number one the name of it isn't that sailing a bit close to the wind because i know in the 70s tom tit is rhyming slang for going to the toilet
2: Yes, Excuse well, me, I've got yeah. to go
1: off and have a tom tit.
2: Yeah, well, we know, we know that from, um, from our modelling convention days when it was blurted out loud in front of Martin Bauer <laughs> and his missus, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, I had a flashback. Yeah, well, um, that, that, that will haunt you in your dreams tonight. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's,
2: it's, I don't think it's Cockney rhyming slang, but it's British slang for, for having a poo-poo.
1: Yeah, but um, there is such a thing as a tom tit, did you know? Is it a bird or something? There is a bird yeah. from New Zealand. It's the most ridiculous looking bird. It's got this puffed up head. Are you sure um, it's not Joe? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. bird with puffed it, up heads. It's, it's not that ridiculous looking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but this thing. So, the professor's yeah. been there. He's made our adversary because our adversary this time is Tom Tit. Um, but he's made that with the other two, right? Yes, yes. And it is a, what is it? Transmission of matter through interstitial time. Yeah, so, he,
2: he So he's told them that this is a, a matter transporter, but and they're, they're, they seem quite surprised that it's, it's affecting time and it, it brings people back from it. And it's like, but it's, it's in the title, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: You know, I, it, I don't know why they're quite surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've the, the master in conjunction with these two. Um, Air quotes scientists have uh, have invented this machine that that they seem to be using just to transport like cups and that about <laughs> between. It's a the teleport, rooms. basically. Yes, yeah, a teleport. It? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, I think the but the master's got a plan that he he's he's not just doing it to invent the teleport. He yeah he, he's he's got some more.
1: He's got another plan, yeah, hasn't he? Has, he? Yeah. Um, that but meanwhile, the doctors built a TARDIS detector, yeah, which That's is this mean. outrageous device. It's phallic, isn't it? It's a, a, cop, it's a cock but ball, It's phallic. It? It, doesn't, it doesn't quite... Yeah. They must have been pissing themselves laughing. You've got I, Tom Tit on the one end, you've yeah. got this giant Willie on another end.
2: Like, I guarantee you, knowing, knowing the very bawdy sense of humour that John Pertwee had, there's no way he saw this for the first time. And didn't make that association. Of course, of yeah. course.
1: Oh my goodness! You gonna yeah. make one as a prop? <laughs> I don't <laughs> dare. You can't take that out. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
2: you get arrested. Uh, we we get to see Benton in civvies. We good. do Th- this bit. I don't understand. You might be able to help me with this bit. So the brigadier comes in. And he says, uh, "Come on, we've got to go and uh, inspect this uh, experiment in with time and that that this professor's done." But he's going to take. He wants to take Mike Yates first, and then Joe, and then he settles on taking Benton. Why isn't the doctor
1: interested in this? It is time, for goodness' sake. Yeah.
2: What What else is he doing, other than inventing phallic (laughs) devices? (laughs) But yeah, Benton turns up just to say, "I'm just off on my weekend pass," and gets roped into going to this scientific demonstration. I mean, why are you taking Benton? Where Where do you think Benton was going for the weekend? I reckon he was off to a rugby match or something like
1: that. Well, oh well, Butlins. Did, did, did,
2: yeah, don't we find out in a later one that he when he's not in when he's not in unit duties he lives with his sister.
1: Oh really? I don't yeah. remember that.
2: Yeah, he goes ballroom dancing with his sister.
1: At Butlins. At
2: Butlins, yeah. Uh, I could see him as a red coat, yeah.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Not um, really knee competitions and yeah. all that sort of uh, glamorous uh, granny. granny. Yeah. yeah. Um Meanwhile the, oh, back the to yeah. The master's assistants yes. uh um without him knowing it, decide to test Tom Tit and Yeah well the,
2: the masters made a vague um a vague suggestion that they shouldn't touch things while he's not there and and is it Ruth? Dr. Ruth, something like that. She's decided that this is a slur on her womanhood and mm. uh Stuart eggs are on. So she decides yeah, we're gonna let, let's test it. Even though the even though the master was the doc, the professor, discussed said, "Don't touch it. It's dangerous. Go bang bang." They've decided. Yeah, let's bang it up to full power and see what happens. Um, which just seems like a mad thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And the master realizes, doesn't he? Because the uh, the clock outside's striking slows down. Yes, T- well, time I, is slowing I, I, down.
2: I love this because they. um They've got this, there's two, two, two rooms, one is the laboratory and then the other one is this radiation proof room, because they say somehow this time thing is going to cause radiation, but it's got normal windows. Yes, yes. So they're not worried about radiation getting out the council windows.
1: Hmm, yeah. Uh, and,
2: and evidently this um, this radiation effect has got a range of 50 to 100 miles. It's like, well, should, you, should you be doing this in a college? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seems um, a bit dangerous.
1: What it gets is the uh, the window cleaner. He gets zapped because yes. he, he's peering in through the window, isn't he?
2: Yes, yeah. We see him and think, he's going to fall over. He's a stuntman.
1: I think that's Terry Walsh. Terry Walsh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Good old Terry.
2: Um, yeah, so he, he's he's bizarrely cleaning these windows where radiation is pouring out <laughs> of them. He's, he's gradually being microwaved and he doesn't know it. But, yeah, time starts to slow down. Yes. Which is, this first episode, I, I think is probably the best of the lot, because we haven't realised how dull it is yet. And, and these are all interesting yeah. sort of ideas. Yeah.
1: It's fine until the very end, but before yeah. we get to the very end, we've got, and I've put good grief, Bessie is put into Superdrive. Oh, wow, that's awful. I, I didn't know anything mentioned. about Bessie being able to do this. Yeah. It's Benny Hill, isn't it?
2: It is Benny Hill, yeah. Yeah, the B- best has got a super driver and inertia dampening brakes. Presumably like Starship Enterprise. But yeah, it literally is just running the film fast. It I mean, we we've said before, even in Mad Max in character when they I mean, you know, they did this in the Mad Max films. It never works. No, no one ever sees speeded up film and goes, Oh yeah, they are moving really fast, aren't they? You just go, I speed it up. Hmm. It looks it looks ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've written down in quotes, I guess I did like it because I've written it down in full. A quote from the Brigadier next. Yeah. That's a fearsome-looking load of electronic nonsense. How does it all work in words of one syllable? Because he's used to the Doctor, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he, that's he, not he, bad.
2: No, the, Nick Courtney's great in you know? it. He's—he's a. I mean, all the regulars seem to be having the time of their life. Um, and I wonder if that is because they, you know, like you say, the the phallic thing and Tom Tit. They probably thought this was a right old laugh.
0: Mm. Um,
1: yeah,
2: But I, yeah, the, the master realises the Briggs c- turned up. And he's like, I must disguise myself. So he goes into his <laughs> radiation suit. But he, do, he doesn't, you can hear it's him. Yes. You know, Benton's met him, the Briggs met him, they've been threatened by him, they've had run-ins, and they can't go, hang on. That, sounds, right. that sounds like the
1: master. Same yeah. height as the master. Same build as the master. That's not a radiation suit. That's a fireman's no. suit, yes, it's isn't a fireman's it? Suit. Well, My it's action man had one of them.
2: Yes. Yeah, I had one of them for the action man. Yes. Yeah, silver one. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And then it flaked.
1: It did. And ended up with
2: just patches. He
1: had those little poppers for doing it up that at the it, back, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, memories. Oh, oh yes.
2: Memories. Um, this is a point where the master could have done with disguised himself as Khalid, couldn't he? Yeah. And do all this weird stuff on it. That would have annoyed the
1: Brigadier. Yeah, because he's got this, you know, cod Greek accent at the beginning, but when he's up against people who know him well, he's talking just with his regular voice. And I love
2: this because they start up the experiment, and at this point, you know, the Brigand, no one's twigged him, but instead of just carrying on and see what happens, he then decides to go. Come Kronos! That's <laughs> the problem I have. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like oh, well, no. Now what who is he summoning? It, it, I thought it was like th- gonna be like the demons or something, you know, but it's like um, we've got no mention of Kronos up until now, have we? No, it's,
2: this is this is right out of the blue. It's like who's Kronos? What 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 is why does he want Kronos? He's not mentioned, they've not set this up at all. No. Um I I trouble is as soon as he says come Kronos, I think. Captain Kronos.
1: Yeah. Caroline Monroe. Yeah. Well, then that would be nice. Wouldn't it? Yeah. it was when, when he made around does, about the same time.
2: Yeah. That would have been good. When he eventually the master does transport someone using this machine. It's not. Caroline Monroe. Mm. It's, a, it's a little old man, isn't it? Um, yeah. We get, we get, and I don't know. I don't know whether this is the first reference that we get the old reverse polarity. Nonsense! Don't we? Episode two starts with that. They solve this by, yeah, reversing, the by reversing
1: it. it, yeah, because the time's gone wrong, hasn't it? Because that's Stuart. Yes. he's been aged to eighty. Yes. Well, he's
2: had he's had um, he's had talcum powder put in his hair. That is not convincing age
1: and makeup. No, no. Um, I like the
2: fact they're so nonchalant, is not it? Um, Ruth, she comes in and say, like, "Oh, well, we better call the ambulance." Right? She's not surprised that
1: he's aged to eighty. No, and he seems to take it quite well. He's sort yeah. of like, oh, no. Well, he's laughing and joking, isn't
2: he? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to be dead in a year,
1: mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he splutters, doesn't he, that he's seen yes. Kronos. And yeah, that's when we find Kronos. out that the, these things called Chronovores, yeah. t- time-eaters. It's a great eaters. idea. It's a great
2: idea. And I was like, so, so, oh, can't wait to see Kronos.
1: Oh. 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 <laughs> um, but,
2: yeah, um, so they, they, they then... Explain that uh, Professor Thascales did this. And then John Pertwee has one of his, you know, oh, the, the, the scoundrel. Thascales, that's Greek for master. And I was going to look it up, I couldn't be asked. I wonder if it is. I
1: expect it is. Yeah. It's this BBC, the they don't make up things like, like that. No, no. But, yeah, Kronos is the most fearsome of the Chronovores. Yes. Who have been, I've written, drawn into time by the priests of Atlantis using the crystal.
2: Yeah, because in, in real Greek mythology, the Cronivores were the, they battled the Titans, didn't they? They were.
1: I think you're right, yes. They, they,
2: I'm pretty certain they weren't a, um, a man with chicken wings and a bucket on his head. Oh, good I, I don't think they were, but I might have been wrong. I wasn't there. Um, yeah, uh, the Brig decides to call up the troops, and uh, weirdly, Yates is on duty, behind the desk. What Does he do anything useful? Do you think the Brigadier did that too? It's like, where can we put Yates to cause the <laughs> least amount of trouble? On the front desk. Yeah, <sighs> the, the budgets run out for, for unit HQ. That's literally all we see.
1: That's all we see. Desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, Nick Corney is great in this scene. Though he, he really, he, he's on, he's on a roll. I wish, we, I wish this. Is, we'd have had six episodes of a day in the life of the Brig. Mm. just him getting a bit exasperated with the idiots yesterday yeah
1: with. yeah 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 um episode two ends with the uh, that old bloke that we've seen because we've we've had a flashback four thousand years haven't we to Atlantis yes. um, because the crystals in back in four thousand years ago and now they seem to it seems to be simultaneously existing isn't it
2: yes it's um this, this seems they seem to be linked so it's not like 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 a lot of these sort of time travel things as time passes in the present day Ie 1974 it's also passing at the same rate in Atlantis hmm. so we get little flashback cross scenes the, the Atlantis scenes we don't see a lot of it yet but everything we see looks awful yep. it's the old vaseline over the lens standing in front of a curtain dressed in a cod shakespearean julius caesar toga uh, and a man with eyeshadow and eye underlining uh, i i've written in here and i think you'll probably agree with this it all looks like a kate bush video
1: <laughs> it does rather yes yeah, yeah. yeah they,
2: so yeah the master decides to use this thing again because he wants to bring Kronos back but yeah he ends up with this little old greek
1: fella yeah crassus Crassus, yeah. Crassus, high priest of the Poseidon Temple in Atlantis from 4,000 years. Crassus is a
2: Roman
1: name, though, that's what's weird. Mm. But he wants Crassus because he, he wants to gain power over the universe itself. Yes. But, you know, when he was introduced, not that long before this, you know, he was a jackanapes, according to the Doctor. Well, the jackanapes now wants to take over the universe.
2: Yeah, he's he's gone from a sort of a, a kid meddling by poking out nests to i want to rule everything i don't i think this is the point where the master starts to not really work as a character because i think I, I think benton later on if someone says something like what you know what are you going to do it it's, it's one of those stupid he's now evil for evil's sake yeah i think it's only roger delgado's absolute charm that makes this character anything, yes
1: yeah i think uh, you're right as yeah
2: yep. i mean we do we've missed out i uh, episode uh two and then into episode three we do get a really nice scene with Benton um, you know with where he uh, he tricks the master and then the master is yeah. the oldest trick in the book and it's really nice little scene and bless him um, John Levine absolutely throws himself into that filing mm. cabinet yeah it's like blimey man um, yeah he, he's really good in it um but uh yeah it does it's, it's not work. The Master wants to take over the universe. I don't know how he's going to
1: do this. Um, well, according to Crassus, yeah. he can't because they've lost the secret yeah. to to summon Kronos. But the Master reckons the seal will provide the answers. Yeah. How so, does he so, know all this? Has he been I, to Atlantis before? How does the Master know all I about know. Kronos I mean, and everything? I did. not
2: uh, because I'm trying to remember where this comes as far as um, the Demon's Day machine. Is it before or after? Um, oh, I don't remember. Because in in that one, he's 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 stolen a lot of Time Lord records, hasn't he? So I wonder if he's is he just going through each record and this is what's doing a plan. So he's found a record on Kronos, and he's going, yeah. "Oh, what plan can I use this for? I know I'll I'll bugger about in Atlantis." Um, but he, yeah, they, 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 he tries to summon again, and this time he succeeds, and we get the dove from above.
1: Oh, Cronos! I've, I've put good grief, Kronos flaps in. Yeah. Oh, good god! Well, I wasn't this, prepared for yeah. this.
2: I don't. I'm, I'm hoping this is one of those instances where the production team were as shocked as we are by how shitty this is. This is terrible. This is a man on Kirby wires in a white foam pigeon suit. Flapping. with a bucket on his head flapping and they've put the most awful sound effects over it and what's it makes it even worse is you've got you've got a great fest like roger delgado and you've got this old fella and they're acting their hearts out being terrified by this <laughs> this man hanging from the ceiling i i was immediately i thought of the uh how to fly sketch in monty python yeah uh, you know, where Graham Chapman's just hanging from the ceiling and the guy goes in the office and says, like, What? Uh, that's what it was, uh, it reminded me of. It is it's, a comedy yeah. thing. This
1: is something Frank Spencer would do. Yes, you
2: know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's
1: awful. The only good bit, and I've written it down, another quote from the brig Females, stay undercover, he goes. Yeah. <laughs> You try Blessing. doing that now, yeah. females, Ooh. stay undercover. <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't,
2: wouldn't be able to do it. To do so it.
1: this thing, we're, we're going to find out it's not Kronos, it's a, like an, an embodiment of Kronos. Yes. It's not the real deal, but it's still powerful. But they seem to manage to lock it in a room with a yeah. door. Just that's by just got, the door, yeah. Yeah, it's got flimsy window slats yeah, this, to it. This
2: is the creature that the Master expects is so powerful, it could destroy the universe. And the mere threat of it will will make the planets accept him as their leader. And it can't get out of a an office, really. Mm. Not it. Not boding well for the master's plan. Um, for some reason, he now wants to go to Atlantis. Yes. So he's fed up just looking at it on telescreens and that, and, and using this thing. Um, I do like. What do, you, do you like his uh, TARDIS disguised as a, a goodies computer?
1: It I is very think, goodies, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
2: I thought, is that the good? Is that the one they use in the goodies? Why does it stay
1: computer. as a computer when it goes to Atlantis? Because
2: his camouflage thing, them, yeah. his
1: chameleon circuit isn't broken.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm presuming again, real life budget, but um, yeah, I thought that when it disappeared and then it reappeared, it's lovely and incongruous, but yeah, it should be a, like
1: a, a Greek statue or something. Yeah, it should be a, one of those columns, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, then, then we get possibly the worst scene in Doctor Who's history.
1: You're talking the about Do- the wine bottle.
2: Yeah, the Doctor. Uh, this feels like it's made up. This feel This entire scene feels improvised to me because the dialogue's awful, the the blocking of the action is terrible. The camera can't seem to follow them, um, and then the John Pertwee, the Doctor, makes this thing, and he's going Oh, I, I'm making a device, and it will disrupt the timeways, and it's it's the most pathetic. It's like something you if you're bored at a wedding and you've got no one to talk to, you're going to build this, aren't you, out of wine bottles and corks and forks. And then, you know, then your missus is going to come over and clip your ear. Mm. Like, well, don't do that. But this somehow, this interrupts time. Switch. And we get this moment where, like, I can't remember if it was Brigadier or Ruth, someone says, How does it work? And the doctor basically says, uh, uh, I'll tell you later. Don't worry, it just works.
1: Yes. This shall we, feels
2: filler to me. Shall we? Like yeah.
1: If you if you want to jam time experiments, yeah. according to this, you need an empty wine bottle, a cork, two forks, some circuitry, tea leaves, and some keys. Yeah, that will nobble any time. Well, the doctor experiment. makes
2: some. You make some sort of thing that it's the shapes and the movement. And he goes, "We used to make this at school and interrupt each other's time experiments." So. They've got tea and tea leaves...
1: And corks and forks.
2: yeah, and wine. I imagine they've got lots of wine on Gallifrey because it would explain so much if they were drunk half the time.
1: Um, It doesn't make any sense. Nor does the next bit, and I'm hoping you can answer this question for me, because the... Master has got a video watch by which yes. he can spy on units. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he sends, because Mike Yates yeah. has gone off in a unit convoy, and he sends a knight to joust with them. Yeah. Right? I think what happens later on is he... That, just like the doodlebug that we're just about to see, has been brought f- forward in time from the exa- that exact place. So that, that, yes. that knight...
2: It's a busy little road.
1: Was on that road, yes, yeah, seven hundred years ago, and is brought forward in time and instead of cacking himself, wondering what the hell is the are these beasts coming towards me, he decides he's going to joust it.
2: Yeah, well the, the only thing the only thing that makes sense is that this knight was in a tournament, just on this very spot. <laughs> and he was he was going down the you know, to jousting blah, 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 and suddenly finds himself in front of Land Rovers and Mike Yates. But yeah, he doesn't think, uh, ye gods, the devil, blah, blah, run off. No, he decides to charge
1: at the, the yeah. unit chiefs
2: and then rides off through them. So presumably he never went
1: back. Did he go That That was my question. Did he I go back or, so. or is he still wandering around Cambridgeshire?
2: I think he's still wandering around Cambridgeshire. I mean, later on we get an even worse situation with the doodle bug um, because. The guy, the the guy that stood on the side of the road says, "Oh yeah, a doodle bug crashed here in 1944. No, it didn't.
1: No, because how it could it
2: crash there? Because it's here. <laughs> yeah,
1: you and, should it, have and no it crashed. Of it. Yeah, oh. and it crashed in the seventies. Yes, but before... my
2: my favorite, my favorite thing of, of why Mike Yates is the most useless character. So the the knight charges at the uh, at Mike Yates' Land Rover, and it go. He has to go off into the grass. And he goes, oh, I'm completely stuck. It's like you've got one wheel in the grass, <laughs> which isn't muddy, it's just grass, and you're in a 4x4 Land Rover, and you can't get it off that bit. Mike Yates,
1: you twat. give up. Yeah, yeah, you twat. Yeah. Before the, we get the doodlebug, yeah. we get the roundhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Civil War. So they're brought forward. They yeah. don't think, who the bloody hell are this lot? What is that big yeah. lump of metal with four wheels on it?
2: Yeah, what, what devilry is this? No, let's just carry on shooting at it. Yeah. And I love the fact they're they're blazing away, and the unit troops just stand there watching them.
1: Yeah.
2: Like you're idiots. Mike Gates is like, oh, he's the worst commander. Um. Yeah. It's very thin, and it's pure filler. The re- you might listeners might think that we're skipping a lot of plot. It's because there's no plot in no. these episode. No. No. It's literally filler. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so dull.
1: Episode, but, yeah, and no. and this is the episode where I fell asleep, right, and and yeah. it se- sent me into such a catatonic trance that I slept through a a jousting knight attacking roundheads and a doodle, doodle bug. Yeah. I only woke up when the end credit music started. Is that, is that
2: because someone they think? Mike Yates is dead and you woke up and went yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was much rejoicing throughout the house
1: hooray yeah I, I, I love the resolution to the end of three uh, cliffhanger which is when you have the explosion in the woods which is the doodle yes. bug coming down quite a
2: nice explosion yeah. Nice yeah
1: it's not bad very Monty Python you know yeah. How, yeah, how to how disguise to, yeah. disguise yourself um, but episode four's resolution is that they ducked
2: yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly it. Yeah, you get this. Yeah, you're you're right. Very Monty Python, you know. Uh, Captain Yates is hiding in the scene. <laughs> is he hiding? Is behind, he behind the bush? <laughs> um, but yeah, they they they, they, they troop off when they find him, and it's like, yes, don't don't worry, we ducked. Yeah. Oh. And we all, <laughs> but this this answers the age old question and proves the first Doctor to be a liar. This next scene. Because, I don't know, you cast your mind right the way back, right the way back, right the way back. First episode, Ian Cheston bursts into the TARDIS, and the doctor says, this is Chip. He says, it doesn't roll along on wheels, you know. <laughs> yes, it does, because this TARDIS God, has got
1: casters. Bloody hell, ouch. They could have took that off, couldn't they? Couldn't have somebody go, no, hang on yeah. a minute, they're in shock we've got to Put block a this room, yeah, yeah
2: stand as a unit soldier room. Yeah, just
1: yeah stand in the way we can see the wheels oh good grief yeah, yeah. i wasn't expecting that yeah awful. I, another thing i wasn't expecting is yeah. we see the master inside his tardis yes right yeah. and a, a radically different tardis i didn't realize that this is the new look tardis yes yeah. Uh, which wasn't very popular, so they promptly changed it. But it's, I, just I think it's
2: known as the washing bowl TARDIS. The washing, uh, yeah, the washing I, I box saw box that, box, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but I thought, blimey, they've gone to some effort. They, yeah. They've purposely made a whole TARDIS interior just for the master. I didn't realise that in a minute yeah, no, it's the, the Doctors, doctors, doctors is going to be like well.
0: it. Mm. Um,
2: the, only, the only difference to show the Masters from the Doctors is the, the, the misnamed Tone Rotor is different, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it looks like some sort of, like, yeah. vacuum flask or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, though. I quite yeah, like, I, I quite I, like I, the washing bowl. If,
2: if this have been the, the Master's TARDIS, Ardegon, that's brilliant. I like it. I don't like it as our TARDIS. Oh, no, you don't? The real TARDIS. No. There's something about those, the way those bowls are attached. It, it just strikes me as a bit last minute. It's like they've gone down to the local uh, pound lands. Mm.
0: What have
2: we got? Oh, there's washing up bowls. That would, that would do. Um... And I also I really don't like, later on, we see that one of the roundels, the bowls, is the view screen. Mm. It's like, mm, no. But to distract us from this uh, this slight bit of quality, uh, we then get the uh, sex politics scene between Stuart and uh, Ruth mm. is awful. Oh, God, it, if anything's dated this episode, it's not the CG, uh, the blue screen and CSO and that, it's this.
1: And yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. I like the next bit. I think this is interesting. Um a, a, a rare interesting bit in this story Itch, in which uh, the doctor and Joe land inside the master's TARDIS. Yes. Well, that's we get, the plan, but it appears the plan, in yeah. theirs.
2: Yeah. I mean, we we get this revisited in Logopolis. We do. Yes. On yes. It's a really interesting idea. I I wish there'd been more stories just based on the TARDIS as to how it works, stuff like that. Um yeah, it's quite a nice idea. And they um they invent the Holdo manoeuvre well before Star Wars mm-hmm. did it, didn't they? So the doctors worried about a time ram, which I presume isn't uh isn't a Randy Sheep kicking about. <laughs> uh, you never know with this serial. Um but yeah, if if he misjudges this then a time ram will happen. Remember that for later kids. Yes. A time ram will happen, and that will annihilate everything. Um, but it it doesn't happen, so he he lands the TARDIS, but he miscalculates and lands his TARDIS in the Masters. Mm.
1: It's
2: like, oh dear.
1: I like the bit coming up, and and as I say, I've got no, I had no foreshadowing of any of this, and I'm finding it a plod, But I like the scene where that talking, the Doctor and the Master are talking to each other th- via the roundels. And I like the way where the master turns the sound off. Yes. And cuts off the doctor because he knows the doctor will be indignant and want to have the last yeah, word.
2: Del- Delgado is just simply brilliant. He is. He's, when, he's in these scenes, he is great. He, is, he works so well with um, uh, Pertwee and uh, Katie Manning. Mm. You can tell the affection that was there. It's great. But we do also get. A definitive answer well before new who tried to take the claim because the doctor says that the 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 TARDIS mood the mood of the TARDIS determines how long the interior journey is mm. so it could it could be a second it could be ten hours it's immaterial how far it's going in time it's up to the TARDIS so the TARDIS decides how long you need to do some exposition on that, yeah, it's, it's great, I quite like that idea, I quite it, like that.
1: Isn't in this story where he says that the TARDIS is telepathic? Yes, yeah, as well.
2: the, the, the TARDIS is not only alive in a certain sense, um, but yeah, also telepathic, and this is well before New Who tried to to claim all this, um, so like, yeah, great, no, nothing new, right. the cats just jumped down. yeah um, I think she got warm. Or oh, she's fed up with us talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. this story. She's going bored, I think. She's Yes, off.
1: yes. We'll, we'll, we'll try and stay awake. Yeah. Um, Tom Tit has made a permanent gap in time. Yes. Um, you know, Stuart and Ruth are trying to stop it. And uh, that's when Benton is turned into a baby. Yes, baby Benton.
2: Well, this scene is pure squabble, squabble, squabble between these two, isn't it? Mm. And, uh, yeah, so they, they've decided that uh, That to try and fix this this gap in time they're going to use the very machine that caused the gap in time again Um, but they've reversed the clarity so hurrah Uh, but yeah but it it, it overloads and it causes benton to revert to being a baby Mm. Um, baby benton
1: because you said when you were trying to give me clues to (laughs) this benton in a nappy yeah um so I guess this is Benton in a nappy. This is Benton in a nappy. All yes. oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting near the end of episode four, and that's when the Doctor comes out. Kronos is summoned, yes. flaps in the again. comes in. Yeah. yeah. Takes the Doctor into the time vortex, and then the two Tardises they kind of like split apart in a very fuzzy video effect, yeah, don't they?
2: In a very top of the pops, cheap video effect. Yeah. So the Doctor's been. Dispersed into the time stream again. I think probably a, a first, I'm not sure. I remember there was one of the Hartnells where they mentioned something about that, but yeah, the doc- the doctor's definitely dead. He's de- <laughs> live with it, kids. He's dead when you come back next week. It won't be resolved in the first 30 seconds. Mm. Um, but yeah, the doc, the we-, we go to episode five and um, the the doctor. He's still got enough residual telepathic power to talk to the TARDIS because the TARDIS is telepathic as well, mm. and he can speak from the time vortex. Even though he's dispersed, he can speak to Joe, um, and, and use the TARDIS to bring him back. Uh, but they didn't—they didn't really do anything with it, did it? It was literally just a cliffhanger and a way yeah. around it.
1: But what's interesting is, you know. Uh, the Doctor is talking via his thoughts and his subconscious thoughts, and one of those voices is female. Yes. So I guess this is the first inference that the Doctor has been female. Well, yeah. At one Could time be. before. Yeah,
2: because I don't
1: think... Because Kronos... turns out Kronos is female as well, doesn't it? Yeah. I um, yeah. I like the way when he tells Joe, oh, they're my <laughs> subconscious thoughts. Don't listen to them. I quite yeah, like don't that one. If
2: they mention phallic... phallic Oh. Yeah. yeah, I quite like it. The Doctor's got. I mean, it's much more subtle than um, what does uh, web browser mean in the the one where they uh, they brought uh, the first Doctor back in the David Tennant, uh, the Peter Capaldi one. Hmm. Uh, it's much more subtle. Yeah, the Doctor's got some shady psyche stuff going on. I love the fact though that the Doctor's saying to Joe what controls it. She's using them before he says yes. It's like, oh, you've rehearsed this He, he says, I've quoted yeah. it,
1: lift lid marked extreme emergency yeah. and pull the red button. Um, and that's when he pops back yeah. into reality.
2: Well, it's good that that control exists, isn't
1: it? I yeah, dead Andy that is. Do you think
2: the doctor uh, installed that after the uh, fast return switch broke in Hartwell's town? I need something for this.
1: That's the substitute. Yeah. Um, and now we're in Atlantis and the BBC Atlantis, on yeah. their budget are trying to do a Cleopatra, I guess. It's, um, it's with, a, uh, yeah, it's,
2: it's a landfill with pasty white dudes in tea towels. Yeah,
1: and I guess um, Ingrid Pitt is the stand-in for Elizabeth Taylor.
2: Yes, I suppose so. I mean, in- Ingrid Pitt, um, I think this was at the height of her allure. She looks great. Oh, yeah. Um, she's stroking her pussy.
1: Well, I've um, put, she's got Maggie because she yeah, looked just like Maggie. your cat. Yeah, I
2: loved it. I loved it. And I like the fact that because normally, whenever you see a cat in a BBC show, because the studios are very noisy, they're not happy and they want to be gone. Like the Blue Peter cat, as soon as everyone came, they're on camera, gone. This cat's quite happy sat in uh, Ingrid Pitt's lap.
1: Well, it do, you, kn- it do so. you know the story about the oh, cat? Was it, uh, I, don't, I haven't. No, is it her
2: cat or something?
1: No. Or oh, was it, it
2: just this? <laughs> she just always wanders around with a cat? I can imagine that.
1: No, no, she must have been so disappointed when she was, uh, you know, taken on board. She wanted. Uh, a tiger, or possibly an oh. ocelot. Oh, and right? she
2: got a little house cat.
1: Well, they oh. could well, bless them, they couldn't afford a tiger or an ocelot, so no. then they looked at, uh, um, you know, hiring, leasing, whatever you do, rent, yeah. uh, you, you know, an exotic form of, of you know, smaller cat. They couldn't afford that. So, yeah, it's some moggy that they found yeah. somewhere. Do you think when they handed
2: it over, they went, ocelot, that's your lot.
1: That's your lot, the ocelot, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so, um, poor, poor old Ingrid. Poor Ingrid.
2: Oh, It's a nice cat, though. I enjoyed that. I always enjoy it when there's a, a cat on screen.
1: Well, she looks a like Maggie as well, so yeah. double double whammy. Oh.
2: Um, and then uh, we meet some of the, the Atlanteans, wet to a man. Um, Hepis is so over the top. I I've what got. what direction he got.
1: It's funny you say over the top. I've got lots of guff with people in rubbish wigs. This king is a proto-Simon. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, he's awful, he's so... It's, it's like he's doing... We often say, Amdram theatrics. this is it, and I yeah. is, this is not good. Um, I, in my notes, I've put, I fell asleep again.
1: Did you f- oh, fall asleep? Yeah, I fell
2: asleep at the end of episode five, I had to rewind it.
1: Well, Ooh. no, no, I'm, I'm paying attention now for two reasons, and they both belong to Ingrid Pitt, because... Yes. Bloody hell, when she gets up, I think yeah. we've got the down blazey moment of all time.
2: I think so. This is good I'm not grief. Entirely sure. I think the only, the only the only one that might have a chance of beating this is when we do Planet of Fire.
1: Yes, yes, that's the only that's about it, yeah. I I was going to say stiff competition, but that's a bit too obvious, isn't it? That's a
2: bit too obvious, yes. Yes. But you make a couple of good points. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll have to do a screen grab. I think this is the uh, this this it, 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 on, on Facebook, this will have to be the uh, the photo at the top of the blousey <laughs> screen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it beats shocking. all so far, I think. Good Lord. Um, and the master arrives, which impresses mm. uh, old Queen Ingrid. Um, yeah,
2: I, he, he's on his best uh, smarminess uh, a charm offense, if any, for, for old Ingrid. It's great. Yeah.
1: They
2: really spark off each other.
1: I, I've written down, um, Ingrid says... About the Master, he has the bearing of the gods. I yes. bet the Master loved that.
2: I bet he did, he was like, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Doctor and Joe arrive, and now <laughs> I've put massive, underline twice, down blousy as Ingrid overhears. And yes. bloody hell, that cameraman is- He's <laughs> having a
0: poo,
1: <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah, Master yeah, tries yeah. to hypnotize the king, which yes. doesn't work because he's basically seen right through the master.
2: Yeah, he immediately knows that he's full of crap, doesn't
1: he? Yeah.
2: I suppose you don't get to be king without judging people well.
1: Hmm, yeah. Um, and again, we keep cutting back to the the Valley of Ingrid, don't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is the cameraman or the director up in the gallery, um, you know, dictating at what height the camera's got to be. Or...
2: I, I think the, the time we're in... That there, there were a couple of reasons why you hired Ingrid Pitt. No, no pun intended. Um, and I think sadly, one of them was she was known for her cleavage.
1: Well, she. Same thought, as Diana
2: Doors at the time wasn't it? Whenever yeah. you saw Diana Doors in anything.
1: Yeah. It well, yeah. Apparently, Ingrid did think that she had um, been hired for those two reasons. Do yeah, you know
2: what? I, I, I bet she. Had, but but n- was it wasn't.
1: No, she yeah. was hired because they thought that she had uh, a, a natural grace as well as being beautiful. Yeah, but that's what they go. That's say. what they say. They're
2: not. <laughs> gonna, they're not in a you know a convention. They're not going to go. You know, the person in the crowd goes, uh, Mister Lex, what? Why did you hire Ingrid Pitt? And he just goes,
1: Fwah! <laughs> Now the next shocker for me, <laughs> I didn't realise that old Susan Penn i can never say her name Penn Halligan, yes, is in this, yes, very small part as Lacus. Yeah. I didn't know, and I—I well, I, I had a bit of a soft spot for her back in the seventies because she was in uh, the BBC Dracula, wasn't she? She was, yes, yeah, she
2: yeah. was a very. Uh very
1: attractive lady. And she was in... Is it The People That Time... No, not The People That Time... But not, uh, forgot, one of the Doug McClure ones. The Land That Time the Forgot. The Land That Time Forgot. Yep. The one with... Um, oh, with... The master in it, oh Anthony Ainley. Yes, that's true, yeah. As Anthony the. Uh, playing a U boat. U boat captain, captain. Or yeah. U-boat yeah. yeah, apparently yeah. she wasn't going to be in it, but the original uh, actor left and she replaced the original with three days' oh, really? notice. Do, you know,
2: do we know who the original was? No,
1: but. but uh, the, the, oh, what the, if it was Carolyn oh. the, the tit bit oh, yeah. over that I've got is that at that age. You know, when they made this, old oh, Susan yeah. was the spitting image of her mother, which caused some consternation to John Pertwee because that was an ex of his. Oh, really? Yes. He goes,
2: "What? He goes, I knew your mother about uh, 21 years ago. How old are you?"
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Who we was your hit- mother? I don't. Other than Mrs. Penhaligon. Mrs. Penhaligon. That's what I was going to say. Didn't, <laughs> it um, was Mummy.
2: In fact, did John Pett we have, a, have
1: some sort of fling with Ingrid Pitt? I think everybody had a fling yeah. with Ingrid Pitt. Have I told you I met Ingrid Pitt? Well, I uh, was well, I've, I've in the vicinity Ingrid of Ingrid. Ingrid Yeah, but I didn't realise oh, really? that I was inches away from her is
2: that, knees. Is that because you were wearing some sort of weird costume? No, no, no. I, oh, I, I was she in my... some sort of weird costume?
1: No, no, no. She was rather affectionately dressed. And uh, I, I was just dressed in regular clothes. But her knees were very close to my head, right. and I didn't even know it.
2: Well, you can't leave it there. Well, what, what is the story behind this? Why was Ingrid Pitt's knees right so by my close head. To your head? They
1: were very close to my head. Um, I was in Brighton, right. okay, and I was in Brighton because uh, we went down there to um, uh, see Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Oh, you know, right. the, the 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 live performance of it, yeah. and I'm sat there and. Uh, with our son and um, you know before it starts and everything and I just turned around in my seat to see how the uh, how the auditorium was filling up because we were quite near the front and uh, turn around and blow me down Ingrid Pitt sat right behind me with well, a couple of hangers-on um, and she was laughing and giggling and everything and her I, legs When you
2: say a couple of hangers-on <laughs> <You know, it's
1: laughs> yeah she'd let herself go a bit yeah. by then um, no yeah so I, I, I was inches away from her knees wow. as did I turned around alone? no 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 uh, no. Uh, no uh, that wouldn't have been um, appropriate well, I don't think I, I was a bit awestruck actually oh. yeah. I,
2: I, yeah I met her at uh, one of the Watford film fairs and it was the same Watford film fair well, I also met Caroline Munro and Valerie Leon, all wow. one film for her. That was a good.
1: That was a good. What thing. a triple bill that wow. one was. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, she seemed. Um, she seemed very, very nice, but completely barking mad.
1: Oh, a bit like Joe Grant. I've met Joe Grant yeah, a few yeah. times, and she's just like that.
2: They're The sort of people that you, it would be the life of the party.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I remember because they were they were three ladies that I had huge crushes on, and they were all sat. Like in
1: one row. Oh, or oh, oh, how, how? How could you? Uh, how, how, how could you function? Oh it was, it was touch and go. It I bet to you had somewhere on. to hang your hat. No,
2: yeah, I touched and they made me go. <laughs> no, um, no misses, no stop it.
1: And now um, you're not allowed to go anywhere where within like a mile. Yeah, of
2: that, that was the start of the court orders. Yeah. Um, but what was really great about—I don't remember—you really used to go to the Watford Film It was 50p to get in, and they had people like Ray Harryhausen, yeah. Ingrid Pitt. I think Christopher Lee did
1: one. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Those days are long things. gone. Oh, long gone. All right. So
2: we oh, hear. Back it, to this rubbish.
1: Yes, we hear again of the Guardian of the Crystal. Yes. A, a man who was turned into a Minotaur five hundred years ago. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. This this is very mixing of uh, of regions of Greece. This one. Yes. Um. But yeah, I I completely forgotten again. This is, of course, Darth Vader.
1: Yes, it is. It yes. is.
2: You can tell, as soon as you see him with his shirt off, yeah. you can sort of tell, can't you?
1: He's I think it's because he's got some sort of shirt. like a toga on as well. Yes. And in Vampire Circus, he's wearing a very similar outfit minus the bull head. Yes. And yeah, it's something about that torso. Yeah,
2: and of course, Vampire Circus, Lala Ward. With the Lala Ward, so yeah. connected. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. wheels yeah. Within yeah. wheels. Because yeah. um, we, cause we uh, I was going to say last week, last episode, which was about four weeks ago, uh, we had another Minotaur, didn't we? How do you think this one stacks up
1: against that one? Well, we see more of this one. We do, yes. But that's yes. not a good thing, because yeah. as we're going to discover in episode six, he's a bit, bit of a rubbish Minotaur.
2: Yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit paper mache, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he's not, not great.
2: We he, he looks better than that weird gargoyle from last time, but
1: yes. Mm. Before we we yeah. move into episode six, um. Do you know, I um, have fans tried to reconcile the fact that this is a completely different Atlantis to the one um, that Patrick Troughton visited?
2: Yeah, there's. I think there's about four different destructions of Atlantis mentioned in Doctor Who. And that's just TV Doctor Who. I imagine Big Finish have got 30 plays out of it. Um, they, 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 they haven't been able to re- reconcile it because it's, they're all so different. Yeah. Um, because I can't see these people surviving one destru- destruction to then become the people we see in the Underwater Menace. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I, th- I, think it was just uh, this this sort of era, late 60s, early 70s, Atlantis was huge, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's another
2: one of those bollocks theories. That well, you know, the writer of this
1: yet, story, yeah. uh, Robert Sloman, um, Barry Letts has said, any time you know you see that it's Robert Sloman, um, he's writing that with Barry Letts, and and I think. Yes. It, oh,
2: right, that explains a lot. Yeah,
1: so Barry um, Barry Letts wanted to do a story about Atlantis because he he was buying all the paperbacks yeah. that were out, yeah. and Robert Sloman wanted to do. He, he liked the idea of um, you know um, an out of time flying machine you know an anachronistic flying machine so that's the kind of like basis of how this story came about but yeah in the 70s it was atlantis it was chariots of the gods and all all these barking mad theories
2: i i used to be well into it i you know i used to read all this you know it was great um but then you start looking into it and it's all rubbish it's all just utter rubbish but there's this weird Weird thing of if it's in a paperback, it must be true,
1: yeah. Otherwise, why would they yeah, print why it? Why would they
2: pub- They wouldn't publish lies or, <laughs> or you know, half truths? Um, yeah, but it was huge, right? The Bermuda Triangle, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was deadly terrified. I again, like, I thought I would die from quicksand. I also was terrified that I would ever get a boat or a plane and it might touch the Bermuda Triangle.
1: <laughs> oh. That
2: was a song wasn't that from Yeats to remember that.
1: That's Barry Manilow, wasn't Is it? Barry Manilow? Yeah. I mean, that just yeah, yeah, yeah. My head. I'm just thinking of right. fantastic voyage. That was no not oh, fa- yeah. fantastic journey. That fantastic journey. With, they've, um, oh, what was
2: his name?
1: The guy with the curly hair yeah. and Roddy yeah. McDowell and I think Roddy McDowell was in it. I think Roddy McDowell was in it.
2: Yeah, they went through a mist and yes, they ended up in on the this island. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it yeah, was crap. Oh, that's um awesome. yeah all right we're talking about awful let's talk about the Minotaur I prefer the Minotaur that we had with old Patrick because you barely saw him do anything in yeah. this you've got Dave Prowse bumping into very wobbly pillars you've got the doctor doing a matador act oh, no, on him that, oh I could,
2: yeah I've totally forgotten that and um yeah Pertwee turns up and he takes his cape off and he's doing his matador thing um it's very very silly
1: yeah
2: and um uh, so, Hippus ends up somehow going through the window, doesn't he? Or, or is it the Minotaur goes through the window? So long. No, he goes
1: through the things window. Things. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. How does hippos die? Because Hippus dies in this, don't
1: he? I think he just falls. I don't does know. He just falls, but falls. They're in a labyrinth. So. How can you have yeah. you know windows in a labyrinth? Yeah, I know. And, and, and fall <laughs> into <laughs> <all laughs> the, the object of uh, I'm stuck in this labyrinth. Which way to go? I just look out the window. Yeah. Well. In there, that's where the the actual crystal is. They f- discover the crystal, don't they? Yeah. Um, and, but that, now, then, then they find out the master is now king. Yeah, he's now king master. And the following day, they're going to be they're going to meet Kronos. They're finally going to meet Kronos. Yes.
2: Yeah, the doctor and Joe and that are going to be fed to Kronos um, in a ceremony. The masters depose the king and become king. Uh, and you get the feeling he's now married to. Uh, to Ingrid Pierre. Mm. It's not a bad way to go, I suppose. Um, and he's having wife trouble, isn't he? Ah, she's, 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 she's,
1: uh, she's, but before she's we have the wife trouble, we oh, do yeah, have that yeah. nice scene between Joe yeah. and the Doctor when he talks about his childhood. This is, this
2: is pure Barry
1: Hmm. Oh, this is Buddhism yeah. writ yeah, large, exactly. isn't
2: it? I mean, it, Pertwee and Katie Manning play it wonderfully, and it's, it's, it's basically a way for the Doctor to take Joe's mind off of, you know, that they've just killed Darth Vader um, and that she's going to die in the morning. And it's a really lovely scene. It makes no sense what he's saying. It makes it seem sort of
0: pointless, really, does it? I felt like that once when I was young. It was the blackest day of my life. Why? Ah, oh, well, that's another story. I'll tell you about it one day. The point is that day was not only my blackest, it was also my best. What do you mean? Well, when I was a little boy, we used to live in a house that was perched halfway up the top of a mountain. And behind our house, there sat under a tree an old man, a hermit, a monk. He lived under this tree for half his lifetime, so they said, and he learned the secret of life. So, when my black day came, I went and asked him to help me.
2: He told you the secret? And what was it?
0: Well, I'm coming to that, Joe, in my own time. Ah what it was like up there. All bleak and cold it was. A few bare rocks with some weeds sprouting from them. And some pathetic little patches of sludgy snow. Yes, it was just grey. Grey, grey, grey. Well, the tree the old man sat under, that was ancient and twisted. And the old man himself was... he was as brittle and dry as a leaf in the autumn. What did he say? Nothing. Not a word. He just sat there silently, expressionless and he listened whilst I poured out my troubles to him. I was too unhappy even for tears, I remember. When I'd finished, he lifted a skeletal hand and he pointed. Do you know what he pointed at? No. A flower. One of those little weeds. Just like a daisy it was. I looked at it for a moment and suddenly I saw it through his eyes simply glowing with life like a perfectly cut jewel the colors the colors were deeper and richer than anything you can possibly imagine it was the daisiest daisy i'd ever seen that was the secret of life a daisy honestly doctor yes i laughed too when i first heard it so later i got up and i ran down that mountain And I found that the rocks weren't grey at all. They were red and brown and purple and gold. And those pathetic little patches of sludgy snow, they were shining white, shining white in the sunlight. You still frightened, Jo? No, not as
2: much as I was. That's good. Um,
1: Yeah, the daisiest daisy.
2: But of course he's talking about Champo, isn't he?
1: Yes, Planet Planet the Spiders Spiders guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, no, I I like that. Um, I didn't know that was coming up. I thought, oh, that was rather sweet. Yeah, it was
2: very nice, very sweet. What do you think the Doctor was so depressed about that he was crying
1: in this story? I bet there's a big finish about him. His parents wouldn't let him have a velvet jacket? Or a frilly shirt? Yeah. yeah.
2: Don't know. they should. They could do a reissue of um, that doctor in distress signal called Doctor's Depressed, couldn't they? <laughs> the doctor
1: is depressed. Well, thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that the, the, the master gives a spe- oh dear. The master gives a speech the next day, and that's when yeah. the, the the penny drops to Ingrid. That you know yes. the, the king is dead. You said he, he wasn't going to be hurt. Blah 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 blah. He, blah.
2: I think because the master's a, a wily little fellow, isn't he? I think. I think he makes a mistake by immediately saying, yeah, yeah, I killed him. Mm. I think you could have bluffed your way out of that, Master. Mate.
1: Yes, yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the Master is seized, but along comes yes. Kronos. Kronos. Oh, good oh, God.
2: frightening. It's frightening, isn't it?
1: Oh, terrifying. Oh, Hiding behind the sofa. Yeah, I yeah. was, in embarrassment.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. The budget don't stretch to a, uh, a good <laughs> destruction of Atlantis. Um, yeah Kronos attacks everything goes to part everyone just falls over dead for some reason um, we got this then, lo-
1: odd yeah. long shot where the master takes the crystal and leaves in his TARDIS with Joe on his back she actually yeah. jumps on his back yeah. and rides him into his TARDIS
2: do you think that was um, that was a, like they thought it was a rehearsal shot they were having a bit of fun
1: yeah I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised and the doctor runs and jumps in his TARDIS and yeah. takes off and I thought we were come, going to come back to Atlantis and Ingrid and that, but no, no that's, that's
2: it. it. That's it. Not not even a, a by your leave, they're gone, done you their
1: s- bit. You kind of yeah. see her in a long shot, old Ingrid. Yeah. But that's it. We don't go back to Atlantis. And and I guess the inference is that's the destruction of Atlantis. Because yeah, so. Joe yeah. says you you, you you destroyed Atlantis to him. Yeah. But, but Atlantis was
2: meant to have been destroyed in a flood, not in a chicken attack. Chicken attack. Perhaps it's a different
1: Atlantis. I don't know. What, the Atlantis Perhaps, next door?
2: Yeah, next door Atlantis. It's Atlantis, but it's spelt with a Y.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a copycat village. Okay. <laughs> they
2: go, Well you know you know they, they keep saying about they're gonna do another boat and call it Titanic and everyone mm-hmm. goes, Oh well, don't push your luck. I think Atlantis has been destroyed in the the classical way. And then the next village went. We're going to build a city. We're going to call it Atlantis. Going, oh, don't push your luck.
1: Yeah, but You're spell. you are going to get attacked by a chicken. No S at the end. Two Zs. How about yeah, that? Atlantis. Zs. Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. So the Doctor's going to do a time ram, which yes. not only will destroy the Master, but him and Joe. But I save barely time. remembered
2: this from watching it in one bolt go. Do you think kids remembered four weeks earlier the Doctor mentioning a time ram?
1: I didn't remember it. No? no, not until you mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah. um, and and th- I'm from only shadow. writing this down from a few hours ago. Uh, and the, the Master calls his bluff. Yeah. and um, I do like
2: that, because the Master momentarily is like, oh my God, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's great.
1: He's, he's so good. But Joe does it, doesn't she? She yeah. leans across yeah, she and, and instigates 40, the time ram.
2: And then we end up in um, a CSO nightmare, don't we? Uh,
1: that is Something nightmarish, that, that that CSO, oh, that is very bad. And that's when Lady Kronos yes. turns pans up. Pans
2: people turns up, Yes. the camera. Um, yeah, so Kronos is a disembodied, huge pair of eyes with far too much makeup
1: on. Well, it was the 70s. Sort of yeah,
2: because um, yeah, Joe jo thinks she's dead again. She always thinks she's dead, and she spends far too much time thinking she's dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out that Kronos wasn't the chicken-headed thing. This is Kronos. yes, a, a much more benevolent creature than Mr. Chickenhead. Colonel yes. Sanders, we're calling. Much more benevolent, Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Um, but they, yeah. So, so she's she's basically says, you know, okay, Doctor, will I'll let you go, uh, but we're, I'm going to destroy the Master and torment him for eternity in the, the time vortex. Which the doctor knows is horrible. He spent five minutes in there. And the doctor does one of those, no, let's plead for the yeah. master's life. And I love it. The master, basically, Roger Delgado does the equivalent of a Scooby Doo, yikes, and he's out yeah. of there. It's I, brilliant.
1: I like his delivery of thank you, yeah. Doctor. He looks like he yeah. genuinely means it. I think, it. He
2: genuinely, I, I, I think they're, they're genuine sort of friends at this point. It reminded me of, you know, in uh, Clause of Axos when he he basically works for unit and it's I love that I love it when the master's sort of a bit more stupid word really a bit more human
1: yeah um, yeah
2: because Roger is great yeah he's, he genuinely thanks Doctor and then it's like you idiots doing, and, and he's gone and he's gone off. His TARDIS
1: yeah <laughs> um, I've next written uh, Baby Benton yes oh we got. Well, come back
2: come back for the comedy scene yes Every, everyone look at the camera and laugh where did uh, they yes. get the
1: nappy from I don't know. I
2: don't know. Hmm. What?
1: Yeah. I'm,
2: well, I'm, I'm presuming... I'm presuming they went off... Like, they've got baby bed and they went off and found a nappy and
1: then brought it back.
2: But I just like the fact they left him on the floor.
1: <laughs> well, these odd scientists, they don't know anything yeah, about things like that. Good, yeah. um, before the TARDIS arrives back in Cambridge, we, we've got the Doctor and Joe... In the TARDIS, and oh boy, that time rotor is wobbling as it's oh going up God, and down. Yeah. Good God.
2: It's like, look at that. And she, a bloke <laughs> doing
1: it. That's all it is. It's More a bloke possibly, pushing it up yeah. and down, poor sod. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the story finishes with a naked yeah. Benton. Yeah, which
2: is the way all stories
1: should finish. Did, uh, did you know that when they were filming that, old Ian there, he was actually wearing an adult size nappy. With oh, a right. comedy drawing pin on the side.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Was that meant to be shown?
1: No, it was just an in-joke, you know. I
2: wonder if there is a photo of that, because because for some reason I had, I thought they showed Denton
1: in the nappy. But it wouldn't fit so, him. No. It would fit a bit of him, but not all of him. Well, yeah, I've not been that intimate with him, but... Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, also, John Levine, you, you said Ian Levine. Oh, I don't want to see Ian Oh, Levine no, that's...
1: <laughs> That is a big napper, oh, yeah. That would be a big. Napper. Yeah, sorry, wrong one.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, there is, there is, uh, <laughs> there is uh, sort of precedent for saying that Ian Levine is a big baby. But yes, yes. I, you know, I wouldn't say it for fear of uh, being sued. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird ending. It's a weird little story, isn't it? Or A weird long story. There's no way it should have been six episodes. Three episodes, it might have got away with this. Hmm. Even a two-parter.
1: Or just not have the Atlantis scenes, just yeah, have the time manipulation yeah. bit.
2: It does it does feel like two stories that didn't have enough material for both, so they lumped it together.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, it's it's not an oddity, isn't that, it? Thing.
0: Yeah.
2: I I was gonna say I enjoyed it, but I I don't think I did. I it wasn't offensive but there's absolutely nothing memorable. No. Other than if if you fancy looking down Ingrid
1: Pitt's cleavage, yeah, but you can you you can you see can that. that any anything. film and get, at least get some <laughs> other entertainment. Where eagles dare, yeah. you know yeah. all sorts of places you could see them. I, uh, do you think eagles nest in there? <laughs> could be it's
2: nothing. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot of. If, if you're going to watch this, I have the fast forward remote next to you. Because mm. you can fast forward through a lot of this. I mean, all of episode two
1: is filler. Yeah, skip all the bits with the scientists. Yes. You don't yes. need any of that. So boring. All the soap opera stuff in Atlantis. Yeah. Fast Basically, forward I, through that.
2: Yeah. Any time, any time the regulars appear on the screen, just watch a bit of that. But
1: yeah. As soon as it goes off to the others, yeah. Don't. don't yeah. Happen. Fast forward. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. All um, right. So Earth date. We finally get to do another Earth date. So mm. we we've got Atlantis. Yes. Do they four, say four, when they think
2: it is?
1: Well, they said four thousand years ago, didn't okay. they? Okay. Okay. Um, and the nearest um, we've got to that is two thousand five hundred BC, uh, hmm. where the first Doctor was in Egypt for the Dalek Master Plan. Oh, okay. All right. And then we've got this mid seventies, this vague mid seventies, yeah. where an awful lot of uh, the Third Doctor stories take place. Yeah. All this
2: right. is this this sort of slam-bang right in any of that mid, from about 74 to 78
1: it could be. Yeah. Alright, uh, on behind the scenes, yeah, we said about it earlier, this is the first redesign of the TARDIS console room Yeah. since 1963, and the... Uh, yeah, the, the first proper redesign, because it, yeah.
2: it, it changed, but that was through necessity and studio space and things like that and budget. Yeah, but this yeah, was, but this was deliberate, yeah, wasn't it? they'd um, hired a designer and said, design this from scratch.
1: And, yeah, it didn't go down well. It got a lot yeah. of criticism.
2: Did it? Am I right in thinking it only appeared in this story? Probably.
1: Yes, it did, because, um, yeah, it suffered heavy damage when it was put into storage <laughs> during jumping, the filming break. Was kicking it to pieces. Yeah. This is rubbish! Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Um, yeah, there was a scene that was dropped from Episode 5, where you see the doctor activating this device on the TARDIS, which yeah. allowed Joe to speak uh, Atlantis. Oh. So it would have been uh, the very. I wish very...
2: I'd left that in because that, that would have been like. I I would then suspect that that Russell T Davis only watched this episode mm. <laughs> as research.
1: Yeah. Because that would yeah, yeah that would explain an awful lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Would and uh, this is the f-
2: I, so if his time detecting device looks like a cock and balls what the hell would it <laughs> maybe that's why they cut it out
1: yeah. it was just Catching too rude oh, God.
2: <laughs> it's a family give, program give it, don't you it, know give it to the uh, those people that are doing the 1980s triffid adaptation they can
1: use yeah it. yeah they'll use that yeah. yeah um and then from michael john harris one of the uh, effects bods i've yep. got a quote from him And he says about the Kronos crystal, this trident that the doctor describes. He said it was made from normal window glass, which I I think is surprising because, you know, you wouldn't get that now. You would have, it would be sugar glass, wouldn't it, now. But it was normal window glass cut into strips about a centimetre wide and crystal glass drops available from a company which made chandelier light fittings. Um, So basically if you picked
2: it up, you'd cut your own to ribbon.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure who it was that actually put the crystal together. Peter Pegram was my main assistant on the story, and I seem to remember that the effects requirements were quite wide-ranging. We had to provide everything from a large explosion during the location filming, that's yeah. the Monty Python one he must be talking about, yeah. to miniature sequences of the Doctor's TARDIS chasing the Master's TARDIS. I know I made the Bullhead mask, which was supposed to be the Minotaur. This was made of latex-covered foam rubber and was worn by an actor called David Prowse. The white-winged Kronos creature, which appeared before the destruction of Atlantis, was an actor flown on wires by acrobatic specialists from a circus. (laughs) All right. So, that is that. that. But now we come to our rating. But Tom Tit is a machine and you barely see anything of it. I think
2: we should rate the two Kronos's.
1: Well, do we rate the female Kronos? Because you only see her eyes. Uh, that's true.
0: Uh, Shall just, we just do, just do the Colonel shrieking
1: Sanders, bird? Th- right. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Alright, so what do you think of... Um, Design-wise, you know, design, in, yeah. in
2: theory, I mean, it's a strange one out because when you think of Kronos, I don't, I don't know what the bird connection is. I, d- I don't know where that's come from. I wouldn't. If someone said to me design a creature called Cronos, it's a time eater. I probably wouldn't think
1: pigeon. I would think Very more Horse Jensen. J- I would try and sculpt it to yeah. look like Horse Jensen.
2: Yeah, you would. You yeah. You, so I'm not sure on, this, on where they were going with design. I I don't. I just don't think it works as a design. I'm going to give it three for design. But, yeah,
1: that's what that's I that's gave generous. it. And now the effectiveness of this white flapping um, thing. Uh,
2: am I going to be generous and give it half?
1: A half? Half, yeah. Alright, well I gave it a one. Okay. Alright. Okay, so that's
2: Some three poor point. sod had to be winched up on a Kirby wire for that so and it
1: flappy's it it arms around that. yeah and like you say the um the, the screeching is terrible it's terrible
2: and they obviously realize it looks awful because when you first see it they try and disguise it with like overlay pigeon flapping and that but that just reminds you it looks like a pigeon yeah um it, it's i think it's another one of those we have to do it it's here it's in the studio this is what we got we have to use it I think if they'd have if they'd have seen this beforehand, I hope someone would have stepped in. If they'd have had enough time, and said, "No, no, no that is not good enough."
1: Do you think they put the screaming on it because they went, "Oh shit, it looks crap. We've got to do something yeah, to try and make so. it look scary." Yeah,
2: yeah I, th- I, I think that's 100% why that's on there. Is to, oh god, what what's scary? Oh, let's have it scream. It doesn't work.
1: No. And it's those zoom-ins ins yes, as well. I yeah. think that's deliberate to just disguise the fact you've got some yeah. poor sod on some Kirby wires. It, yeah, it was it was a bad idea, badly executed. That's a good way of summing it yeah. up. All right, well, that's an average of 1.875, which we round up to 1.9, which puts the poor sod in a uh, caravan with the CGI Carrier Knights okay all right it's not a prestigious caravan no, really is it no. all right. that's interesting
2: because that, you've got you've got the worst the worst sort of practical effects and the worst sort of CGI, CGI.
1: yeah they deserve to be together yeah. in that uh, is it bottom three I guess it's not for I, you no I don't
2: think so I can just imagine in that caravan they're doing a, a version of the Yorkshireman sketch.
1: <laughs> I was now we had wires. it tough. Wires, yeah. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I was on the Kirby wires. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. No, I don't, it's, it's
2: not offensive. No, it's, I think it's possibly my least favourite Pertwee. I think I'm happy to say that.
1: Yeah, because it's much just much dull, worse. isn't it's it? It's just
2: dull. Yeah. There's. I, I can. If something's so bad, it's enjoyable. That's great. If something's really good, that's great. Dullness is really, it's the worst you can be, I think. Mm. Um, because it's just, it's not memorable at all. Mm. Not at all. Oh. I, I think we're, we'll probably forget about it as soon as you click the off button.
1: Well, I'm, as I said, I'm just so glad mm. I um, wrote notes for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we announce the next one, I've got a little bit of feedback. Oh, good. We uh, like uh, feedback. Yeah, Apart two bit. it? no. It's from Ian Levine. Is it? Um, oh dear. Um, I'll see you in court Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a sort of like an Amber Heard, Johnny Depp yeah. um, court oh, thing, but you and Ian Levine. Levine, the two Ians. I, l-
2: I like to think that I would be Johnny Depp and everyone would be <laughs> laughing at
1: Ian Levine's evidence. You would hope. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have two pieces of feedback, both from our Neo page. Oh, good. Uh, the first from Nicholas Clark. Thank you, Nicholas. He says, uh, Hi there, really enjoyed the latest podcast on the Mind Robber. The Blake 7 episode featuring the Tharn was called Dawn of the Gods. Do you remember? We were struggling to remember which is the one that's got the Dickensian characters in it. That was it, yes. Yeah, so thank you, Nicholas. We We are. We are. Yes, that's true, Bruce. Um, And then Mark Jacobs, good old Mark Jacobs. He's uh, contributed on there before. He says, uh, hi, guys, just a quick note on the new Doctor. Oh, um, nice. Personally, I'm not a fan of the Doctor changing gender or eth- ethnicity. Yes. Thank you. Yes. As I can't help thinking it's just about winning a popularity contest rather than staying true to the show's original premise. There's other reasons behind th- these changes which I won't go into here. I'm sure you understand why. Well, we're, we're nobody, if that was a thing that, right, in anything Doctor Who Star Wars Marvel if there was any sort of boardroom meeting of saying look we've got yeah. to tick these boxes the this uh, you, you, you know avenue hasn't been explored therefore we've got to do it they would never ever admit to it would they so no
2: you're not, yeah, not we'll, going to come out and, uh, and say that I i mean I, I like to think that that isn't the case that uh this this shooty uh, came in and wowed them all with his with his performance mm. and that. Um, I'm not entirely sure that that is the case. I think it's like you say, it's true of almost all the fandoms that that we we like all the shows that have been rebooted. There is a huge element of um, a, a, of meeting sort of the
1: message. The, yeah
2: and but I don't I'm not entirely sure that's anything other than what the studio execs do 100% of the time which is trying to aim at the market they think mm. will watch
1: it yeah
2: uh, I, I don't entirely think it's they're trying to change the world or anything or I, I think they're just going this is this appears to be what's popular because everything's doing it so we'll do this So as we'll, we'll follow it, um, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean this guy won't be absolutely amazing and knock our socks off. we just got to wait and see. Mm. Um, but I, I find it interesting because Star Trek's going through this at the moment and Strange New Worlds, which is the most original Star Trek show since original Star Trek, is, is number one. It's huge and it's getting rave reviews from everyone, not just Star Trek fans. And I sort of think Perhaps this might show that what people want is a well-written, well-acted show. Yes, they yeah. don't really want messages as such.
0: Mm. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Not to say that that shows and storylines shouldn't embrace politics, and you know, by politics that can include gender politics, race politics. I think science fiction's got a huge history of, of very, very expertly handling this stuff. But I. I I also think couple that with the fact that I just think most, not all, and perhaps not even most, but a lot of new writers are just crap at their job.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're not they're not old school, Terence Dicks. No. Uh, And and that shows. But I think we'll we'll come through it. If if that is the case, we'll come through it. Yes. Um, Yeah. Just got just got to wait and see.
1: Yep. See what happens. Yep. And uh, Mark also raises a question, sure. right? Which is, why couldn't the BBC create new characters to run alongside the show? I'm up for having a woman and/or a black actor playing a Time Lord, but a different Time Lord. Then we get to keep the character we all know and love, plus get some new and interesting spin-offs. Surely everyone would be happy. And that's an interesting idea, but I about that i think about you know where you've just mentioned star trek where we have you know spin-off shows from star trek you know be it deep space nine or whatever where we have spin-offs from star wars you know like rogue one or solo they haven't been as popular as the original source material and i think i i don't i don't think it would be as popular as the original Doctor Who if you had a new Time Lord or or Tales of Gallifrey or something like that
2: and again I think the only thing that that film producers and television producers are looking at is bums on seats how many people are watching ticket sales Um, and so they're going to go with whatever brings in the highest viewer ratings and I agree I think uh, as As fun and enjoyable as Torchwood was, it didn't have the same viewer recognition as Doctor Who. It was Um,
1: popular with the fans, but not the general public. Not the general public. No,
2: for for most of the general public, you go, you're going to watch Doctor Who. Oh well, I'll give it a go. But if you said you're going to watch Sarah Jane Chronicles, what what the hell is that? What?
1: Yeah, if they would, if the BBC was suddenly to announce that there is going to be a new Blake Seven spin-off show called the adventures of trooper par yeah you would be very happy
2: I'd, yeah I'd be most happy, people would go what yeah they're gonna go, what <laughs> who's what, trooper par yeah there's a reason we get so many reboots the, the perception is there's a built-in audience for these things yes and the horrible truth is they're right mm. you know Pe- people even if, people that hate doctor who and say i'll never watch it again will probably tune in and watch something called doctor who um which they wouldn't I mean I I don't know about you I'm a I'm a big Doctor Who fan you, you might have sort of gathered um, but I've never seen Class I've only seen two episodes of Sarah Jane Chronicles mm. I I've got no real interest in spin-offs no. um, so I I, I agree um, I, I don't really see why uh, a regeneration shouldn't change color or change I mean because it's literally skin tone depends on you know where your uh, ancestors came from etc mm. I don't really see it makes sense. I just hope that if you, if you're gonna go down that route good actor good actress good scripts entertaining stories that's what, stories. Want. That's yeah, what we
1: want yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and let's see what happens i'll all have right.
2: a sock puppet if
1: it's entertaining <laughs> hair, it? uh, i so knew I you were going to say it. it i knew you were going to say it all right so thank you mark as well thank yes, you thank you for that, that. Yeah, you for um,
2: that. interesting thoughts
1: yeah. yes yeah all right and with that we are we're just about to finish but just got to announce who we're doing next time because we're of course yes, we're round it. to the fourth yeah Go your on. choice of uh, Googly-eyed Tom. Googly-eyed Tom, and That's I'll give I you know a clue. So who are you watching?
2: Oh, it's Tom Baker. Oh, oh googly-eyed. the googly-eyed.
1: Yeah. Mm. All right, so I've got a, I've got a clue for you and the listener. All uh-huh. right. I've got two clues, um, so I'll, I'll give you the more difficult one first because you'll definitely get the second one. Um, this adversary that we're going to be talking about actually has two forms.
2: Oh, two forms. Is it a crinite? No. Oh, that had two forms. Possibly more. Um, two forms. Two forms. Uh, where is it? Uh, Scarf or Jagroth? Yeah, nope. two forms, no. Uh, no. I might need a second clue on
1: this. Second one. clue is this adversary must live.
2: Oh, um, Eldrad.
1: It is Eldrad. Well yes, done.
2: Yeah. Eldrad must live. Oh, the hand of fear. The hand
1: of um, fear.
2: Sarah Jane's final story. Yep. Yep, um, yep This, yeah, the infamous uh, hide behind a jeep to survive a nuclear explosion. So it's just a good one. Um, again, I had a huge crush on the female old rat
0: when mm.
1: I was a kid. <laughs> what about the male one? No, not so nah. much. But shouty, <laughs> bit shouty for me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, th- I I I thought it was about time we had a uh, a fun Tom romp. So yes. Uh, yeah. now that's so
2: that's a good choice. So, again. Not not one that I would pick as you know, I fancy a Tom Baker one to watch Hand of Fear. But uh, I've watched it a few times and I remember enjoying it.
1: I have a very distinct memory of finding oh, oh, that yeah. the hand in the bucket yeah. coming to life really quite unnerving.
2: Yes, I, I remember this one very well from when it was first shown and yeah, I I'd say. I um I try to Rec- recreate it by using an ice cream pot with a hole
1: cut in. When <laughs> I was a kid, one well, stick your hand up through it. Yeah, play it because
2: it's the scene where she's in the nuclear reactor, and I used to, I was playing that as a kid in the shed.
1: Um, your shed was a nuclear reactor. I mean,
2: and my shed was many things. It was a TARDIS. It was, it was, it was an everything. Was it a TARDIS? <laughs> an eagle. It, was ac- it was actually weirdly <laughs> too. Um, two crates that engines came in for uh, this is your cranes. dad isn't it yeah yeah, yeah this you is your dad again that's great i bet i bet if i looked at it now it would be tiny and a horrible yeah.
1: mess memory cheese. i remember
2: it as being massive and it could be the bridge of the Battlestar star galaxy yeah but you crew. were four be... foot tall when that's you true. were playing yeah. in there i was almost four <laughs> foot wide <wasn't> <laughs> um yeah oh glorious days but yeah I think good good story classic era
1: yes yeah yeah, it yeah, yeah. Up. yeah and you know I think a good antidote to the uh, rather plodding my yes, uh, time monster yeah. that we've just had yeah
2: yeah there's definitely uh, I, I was quite glad when they gave up on the six parts I think
1: mm. you know it, they just don't seem to work It. Yeah, this one certainly didn't no no. no. All right, okay, folks, well, we're back to, 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 to weekly releases after the little uh, blip of uh, life getting in the way. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I went jo- on me jollies. <laughs> you on your jollies and me on my late shifts. Yeah. That's Canadian been the problem. Camellia flights isn't.
2: I went with. It was amazing. <laughs> Up flight. and away was this.
1: slogan. <laughs> I came back and changed my... Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right, okay, folks, so, yeah, join us yeah. in a week where, uh, yeah, that Eldred must live. Eldred yeah. must live. Indeed. All right, cheers Ian, cheers folks, see you then, Bye bye bye.